Hello, Rocky Road family. Welcome back to another weekly episode with myself, Mandy, and Kristen. We're glad that you're joining us today. We are excited to share our struggles. <laughs> the theme of today's episode, we are going to be talking about why people don't share their struggles, why it's important to share your struggles, and how to share your struggles. So we are going to start with why people tend to not share their struggles. There's a lot of, I mean, I think a lot of people are scared to speak out for a variety of reasons. It could be they don't want to be embarrassed or they think that they're the only one. I think this is, spoiler alert, this is the whole point of why (laughs) we want to share struggles. But they think that they're the only person who's going through something. And maybe, maybe it's a weird medical thing. Maybe it's a personality difference or a tension in a relationship. And they say, this is so specific. Nobody else could possibly feel this way. Mm-hmm. And they feel like no one could relate to what they're saying or that they will be perceived as weird. Mm-hmm. And I think I, everybody can relate to that because I've felt that way too. Mm-hmm. Um on so many occasions where I was like, if I tell somebody this, they're going to think I'm crazy. Or if I tell somebody <laughs> this, they're going to um, think that it's, I'm being overdramatic or mm. nobody can relate to it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then there's also that fear of judgment. Like maybe, maybe not that people are going to think I'm crazy. Cause that's also one, one option, but the fear of judgment of yeah. there's going to be some sort of backlash. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, there are very few people that I have who I could just say, Hey, I could p- basically say anything in the world to maybe five people in my life. And they'd be like, okay. <laughs> yourself being one of them but um being able to say anything and be like is this like just double check on am i am i nuts can we just make sure that i'm not thinking this is wrong and they you know would come at you with with no judgment and so again this i feel like a lot of things loop back to this community episode that we started our our bi-weekly episodes with but i uh i noticed that the more open people are the more other people want to share Mm -hmm. and so that that fear of backlash that can get really complicated though especially when it comes to family yeah and you know you're gonna temper what you say when you're in your workplace Mm -hmm. (laughs) right or when you're in specific scenarios but let's talk about when we're in an open trusting relationship whether it's a friendship a partnership a family family can be one of the most complicated groups of people to share information with because there's just so much baggage. Any family that thinks they don't have baggage, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. You're wrong. Every single one does. And it's good, bad, and ugly. It may not be appropriate to ever share certain struggles with your family because of the dynamic. So there's, Mm -hmm. there's, again, that awareness that we always love to talk about is knowing when to share and when not to share and Mm -hmm. with who and not to who. Not that Mm -hmm. we want to keep secrets, but it's just not appropriate for mom or dad to know every single thing in your life, nor is it appropriate for your child or your sister or whatever it is. Um, Having those limits and those guidelines put in place and those boundaries of maybe you need somebody who's, again, outside of your circle, family Mm -hmm. circle, friend circle, somebody you can talk to that won't pass that judgment. And then add on there the stress of social media that we have these days Mm -hmm. where everybody's everybody's life looks perfect and all the best pictures all the best smiles, posting only when things are good. So Mm -hmm. that has made people even more insecure and shameful to share their struggles and things Mm -hmm. that they're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that's not a healthy thing to keep in. Mm -mm. I had someone that I used to train with when I used to train employees to work in the children's hospital. And I cannot remember which part of the training this was in. It was two weeks long. I can't differentiate it in my imagination anymore. But they would say, when you are making a decision or when you're, you're choosing to say something, say, if I do this, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. And can I deal with that? Mm-hmm. So for example, with us sharing our stories, what's the worst that can happen? Well, there's a lot of bad things that could happen with us sharing both of our stories, which hopefully you've all listened to episodes one and two um, of our whole podcast. But mm-hmm. the backlash, the potential, what could, what's the worst that could happen is, is, could be pretty serious, but we're also on a larger platform. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're sharing something stressful or something traumatic or something that you need to process with someone in a smaller group of people, the worst thing that could happen is you feel a little uncomfortable for a while, mm-hmm. especially if you've chosen that trusting person to listen to you. And after you feel uncomfortable for a little while, you actually will feel better. Mm-hmm. It's, very, very good for your physical body, for your mental body, for your emotional help, health yeah. to get things off, not only off of your chest, but to process through things because mm-hmm. it helps you to make sense of something that could have been senseless. Sure. And, and you get better each time at doing it. When yes. you share the first time, it's going to be clunky and awkward and weird and you're going to feel really vulnerable and maybe uncomfortable depending on who you're sharing it with, their mm. reaction you may or may not be expecting. Um, but as you continue to share your story and something that you're either currently going through, um, past going through, mm-hmm. gone through, um, each time it gets a little easier. Mm-hmm. I feel like you kind of find the right words. That's when something yeah. happens in your life, you need to come up with these ways to explain it that don't include every single second by second detail, but mm-hmm. aren't so vague that people are left kind of wondering really where the truth lies. And that changes with your with your context too, mm-hmm. because I see so much, so many things where people say, when people ask me like how many siblings I have, right? That depends on the context. Do I say mm-hmm. 17? Do I say I have an adopted sister and an adopted brother and three half sisters? Do I say I have it like, you know, depending on the context and the, the reason mm-hmm. for them asking will change my answer. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not lying. I'm just tempering my answer based on yeah. question. And so you're right. If someone asks you, let's say you've had three pregnancies, but two are miscarried. Oh, is this your first child? You think mm-hmm. in your head, oh, well, technically it will be the first birth, but it's not my first pregnancy or my first, you know? And so yeah. being able to figure out what your comfort level is in sharing. And you're right. The, the first time you ever say something like that, or the first time you're asked a question in a specific realm that has to do with your struggles or your stressors, mm-hmm. your traumas, your story. The first time you're asked a question, it's like, Ugh. and you just kind of, uh, well, you see, and you over explain a lot. I over explain a lot mm-hmm. always yeah. by accident. I give way too much context, mm-hmm. but and every time you tell it, it's more, it flows. Yeah. And it's something that you constantly learn and share because as our lives continue to change, whether that's the addition of relationship or the addition of a child, the addition or the loss of a parent or Mm -hmm. something in your life that happens, whatever that is, your life is changing and you have to find a new normal and you have to Mm. readjust and reshift to find whatever that is and change your verbiage on certain things. Mm -hmm. So 
when you lose a parent or you have a miscarriage and someone says, how many kids do you have? Or they say, you know, they say to your child, like to Reagan right now, I'm thankful my parents are still alive, but someday somebody's going to say, oh, is grandma and grandpa going to be home? And one of them won't be there or Mm -hmm. both, you know? So it's always trying to find ways to navigate these conversations that can be very uncomfortable. And they're just things that you may be currently struggling with. So Mm -hmm. grief, loss, identity shift, relationship change, maybe something that maybe someone met you in a context and now you don't, you're not in that context. They met you at this job. Now you're in this job and you have to Mm -hmm. share, reshare all of that. So the verbiage changes a lot. So what we're saying in this episode really is what we're focusing on is like how to share your struggles, which also equates to how to be vulnerable in certain Mm -hmm. ways, how to be open about it, how to be appropriate, how to know how much to share and how not. And that's not something we can give a detailed, you know, if this person meets this criteria, this is what you share because it really (laughs) is a relationship. It's Mm -hmm. on a relationship by relationship basis. And it's on a person by person basis. Mm -hmm. And everybody's different. People will respond differently and people will um, be encouraging and people Mm -hmm. will be discouraging Mm -hmm. in all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Personal example, there's someone in my family who hates the fact that I've shared all of my information about my previous relationship on this platform. They think it's very strange. They think it's, and they say that the TMI, like I'd rather be TMI and help one person than stay silent. But before we jump into the kind of how, um, how to figure out how to share your story, one of the main reasons that it's important to share your struggles. As we said before, it's not only to help other people feel like they can relate to you, but it will actually physically alleviate you. Your cortisol levels will go down. I'm a nerd. I read studies. I'll send them to you if you want me to. But when you verbally process things and when you make sense of things in your mind, it has better health outcomes too. Think about a champagne bottle. Love me some bubbly. If you shake a champagne bottle and you never pop that cork, you just have all this fizzy stuff inside of you. So if you're that champagne bottle that always has stuff going on, it could be a low level fizz. It could be a very low level kind of buzz, but that pop, that top is going to pop off and it might pop off at a time that you're not ready for it to. Like, for example, if someone asks you a question and then you start crying because yeah. you haven't said out loud that you lost a best friend in a car accident or something, right? Mm-hmm. And so being able to physically control your reactions to things because you have been openly processing and sharing and, and working it out in your own mind and body. Mm-hmm. So I'm cracking up inside because again, this goes back to community again, mm-hmm. but you have to pick your audience, right? So Mandy, how do you, how would you pick your audience to start sharing something vulnerable with? So I think the first and foremost is I would go to my most trusted person. And if it's something brand new, if it's a new story or a new change or something in your life that has happened and it's something you're struggling with. I would I wouldn't be afraid to ask for permission. Mm. Hey, can I share something with you? Can I tell you something I'm going through that is really hard for me right now? Because there's people that are able to emotionally handle that and there's other people that are not. Mm. There's people that are able to emotionally handle a, a struggle and maybe just not in that moment. So 
my first suggestion is to always do it in person mm-hmm. if you can. Obviously, if your most trusted best friend lives across the country, maybe a FaceTime call or something. Mm-hmm. In person is always better. Always, always better to hear it that way because you see body language, you see facial expressions. If you cry or you break down, they see that people can cry silently. So if you're talking to somebody and you're crying and you're not nobody, they don't know that it's not mm-hmm. the, that real connection that you can have. So that'd be my first go-to. Um, I would say in times where things are also good, it's always good to have to build relationships with people and build your community where you know that you're going to go to this specific person in a time of need. Don't just go to them only when you're in a time of need, but make sure mm-hmm. that you check in on them, talk to them when you're when you're doing well. Mm-hmm. So community, finding that trusted one or two people is my first start to things. Mm-hmm. What about you? I, I like that. And I like the permission as well. Uh, one of my favorite things that someone has ever done is when they called me and was, this was just something really heavy. Like they were crying when they called me, but they called me and they say, do you have time right now? Are you able to like do maybe 20 minutes? I said, I'm, I'm checking out at a store. Let me get into my car so I can fully focus. I'll call you back in five. Mm-hmm. And then I sat in the car and had a conversation. But if that person had just gone and shared and and just gone into what they needed to go into i'm like balancing my phone while i'm trying to and i drop everything (laughs) on the ground and i'm not actually listening to them because i can't focus on where my keys went and that's i think that's a very important tip that you just gave was make sure that person either has time Mm -hmm. or the mental space to be able to handle that and even if someone doesn't fully have the mental space <clears throat> if they can see that you are in need, we will make a lot of people will make that mental space. And also sometimes even just verbally processing by either saying something out loud or typing something in a text message, mm-hmm. but not having the expectation of an immediate return. If you're in a situation where you really need to talk to somebody, asking that permission is always better. It just kind of sets people up for a better conversation. Mm-hmm. But if it's something where maybe something just kind of set me off and I need to just get it out and I just mm-hmm. text somebody and then I it's fine if they get back to me later, you know, yeah. and I can even say that in the text message. Hey, I just needed to get this out there. I just need to share it. Text me later. I know you're busy or call me when you have a chance, no rush, whatever. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. Um, but really giving that, if you calling somebody and catching them off guard sets both people up for not a successful conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so having that, that permission having their undivided attention, you know, calling a mom at mm-hmm. bedtime with their kids and jump dumping something on them is just not a great idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, nobody's going to end that conversation well. Oh no. <laughs> but That'd so yeah. Terrible. So, I think that to if you I have conversations by myself in my car all the time. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of it is either processing through something that I don't have um, I, that I don't have an alleviation for yet, if that makes sense, or it's rehearsing a conversation that I want to have. And so that could be another good thing too, is to think about, you might say, I need to share this with someone, but really process it internally 
for yourself a little bit first, because then when you do have that conversation with someone else, or you do share it in an interview, or if you do take it to a therapy session, you mm-hmm. might have even more of a clear idea. So I hate journaling because my handwriting absolutely sucks. So mm-hmm. I can never read what I write anyway. And so it's just frustrating for me to write like that. Um, I feel like it's not my medium to process through. Some people love journaling. I will speak out loud. Some people will go on meditative walks, things like that and really work it out in your head. What what am I thinking of? What am I thinking of sharing? What is the core issue here that I wanna get to? And this might even alleviate the need for an immediate conversation with someone because Mm -hmm. you're working through things and you might've come to ideas I don't know if anyone else has ever done this, but some sometimes you say, hey, I wanna talk to you. Can we call later tonight? And six hours yeah. goes by and you're like, well, I figured this part out, but right. there's also <laughs> this other layer. And yeah. so then, for example, you can be more productive mm-hmm. in that later conversation if yeah. you kind of talk to yourself through it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't recommend talking to yourself out loud well, on a meditative walk, unless you got AirPods in, because people might just look at you a little funny, but yeah that's okay nowadays yeah. everyone has airpods in anyway so sure most people are on phone calls not 24 7. yeah i will tell you one thing that i would avoid so mm-hmm. i would avoid sharing struggles with people who have high emotional reactions yes. so people that go way 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 overboard with something or really, really sad. I remember I shared my story one time with a lady and she just started bawling her eyes out in front of me and it was very uncomfortable. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have shared that much. She obviously was not prepared to hear my story and parts of my story. So I learned a lot in that moment where Mm. I wasn't crying. She was crying. And I've also shared my story where I just start, just barely scratch the surface. And someone's like, (gasps) Oh my gosh, that's crazy. You know, and it's just very theatrical and big and Mm -hmm. and a lot. So finding people that are very grounded, that Mm -hmm. maybe are a little further down the path than you have some life experience where when you tell them something, you're not going to blow their mind with something (laughs) that is completely unheard of that they've Mm -hmm. never had experience with. Um, And so just choosing people wisely in that regard to not go to somebody who's going to act on emotion. Maybe they're Mm going to say, you know, well, this is what I'm struggling with. And then they're like, oh, well, who cares? You know, and they just brush it to the side. Like that's not appropriate either. Mm -hmm. So you want to feel safe when you're sharing your struggles Mm -hmm. and you want somebody to genuinely listen and hear you and maybe just validate you, not Mm -hmm. offer advice, but just be there to listen to you. And that's why we have therapists and counselors that have people to help verbally processing makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So that would be one thing to avoid people that have high emotional reactions. It is just not the best choice mm-hmm. to go to in the, in the first case. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you may not be able to avoid telling certain people, certain things, but having somebody who's able to stay grounded during a difficult conversation or something you are really struggling with um, is just the best option Mm -hmm. for both parties. 
And the other side of the coin, though, too, sometimes you can't predict what people's reactions are going to be. And you think someone's going to be totally chill and totally calm. And all of a sudden they are having that off the wall or they're really negatively affected by it because there's a connection mm -hmm. that they're making that you weren't aware of. Sure. And so also knowing that you can't predict everyone's reactions, you can do your best and you can, you know, if you're sharing something very vulnerable with someone, then you've thought about it and you've thought about this person and this is your trusted human mm -hmm. but it's possible too that someone's going to fly off the handle yeah every time yeah, i say fly off the handle i think of alphaba from wicked by the way <laughs> every single time <laughs> for flying off the handle yeah. every time i hear kristen chenna within my head i digress the great great musical yes. <laughs> but i would say that people don't know what they don't know so mm -hmm. another part of sharing your struggle is if you are really going through something and people don't know that they're going to have different expectations of you mm -hmm. that you have, you're not able to meet. Mm. So I got a new job when I was going through my divorce and it was very hard. And I had moments where I was just dazing and staring into space because my mind was not present where my job was at the time. Mm -hmm. and, and I had a great boss that was understanding about that. And she was like, are you okay? Do you need to talk? Is everything okay? And that was very helpful. Um, but at the same time, I've also had other jobs where if I would have had the same situation happen, they would not have been as understanding. And I would have still had the same task, the same to-do list, the yeah. same expectations. And then just physically, mentally, emotionally, not being able to handle it, I would have not been successful in that job. And it wouldn't have set me up for, for success mm -hmm. for that reason. Mm -hmm. So sharing something you're going through again, knowing how many details and how many details to not share, um, is really important so that mm -hmm. people have an understanding whether or not in some, in some cases, they want to come to you with a struggle, but if you're going mm -hmm. through something and you're not able to to hold something for somebody else and they come and dump something on you that they're going through and you're mm -hmm. like, I can't carry any more weight. They don't know. People don't know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. So being honest with people and not covering it up and pretending everything is great all the time. Mm -hmm. And some people genuinely are great all the time and some people are not. And mm -hmm. just having that just having that honesty will, again, set you up for success in your conversation. Mm -hmm. And it can grow trust between you and other people who you might not have had that connection with. For example, if you do go through something at a workplace and maybe, uh, maybe it's a health thing and you're on a medication that's causing a lot of exhaustion or causing confusion or anything that might affect your work, maybe the, the person in the cube next to you needs to know that if they hear a bang, you might want to go check and make sure I didn't just pass out on my desk. Right. And yeah. to be able to trust them with that information and to be able to say, hey, we're going to look out for each other. And then maybe they feel comfortable sharing something that they've gone through. Yeah. And then you have a better relationship. You have more trust. You'll work better together as colleagues. Mm -hmm. There's there are very few besides embarrassment and feeling a little uncomfortable for a little while there are really very few negative repercussions of sharing an appropriate amount of your story with people who you trust with mm -hmm. that information yeah absolutely wholeheartedly mm -hmm. agree mm -hmm. i would say having having shared I can overshare sometimes. So I try to not 
do that as much anymore. But I would say one of the biggest blessings that I have received with sharing my story is I do feel like nobody can relate to certain elements of my life. And I think sharing my story, sharing things that I'm struggling with, sharing things currently that I'm struggling with Mm -hmm. from years ago still that have come back up or I'm still working on. Every time I share that with somebody, more often than not, they thank me for sharing something Mm -hmm. because they needed to hear it or they needed to see it. And I've had single moms that I've shared my story with as well. And they have felt encouraged by that because I'm a little further along than they are. Mm-hmm. And it also on the flip side, I have shared struggles and things with other single moms that are further along than I am. And they encourage me because they're, they they say like, I know where you are. I've been there. And mm-hmm. I have other people say, I'm going to be where you are. I know it's okay. I know I can get through it. Mm-hmm. So that's just my own personal story. But same thing, somebody with a health condition or somebody going through cancer. And while everybody's story is different and everybody's outcomes um, aren't necessarily the same, it's still important to be able to relate to somebody who is going through something or dealing with something that is similar to something you have gone through. You find this new connection and you find you build that trust in that relationship mm-hmm. and you can really feel so much less alone Mm -hmm. feel a part of the world again because you're sharing something you're going through Mm -hmm. and I've just seen a lot of blessings come from that side of it Mm -hmm. where I know it's important to share um and and relate to somebody else you know thinking Mm -hmm. of other people I bought something here's a quick story I bought something on Facebook marketplace from this girl and I'm not the most friendly person on Facebook marketplace just because I have had really bad experiences with Mm -hmm. people. So I wasn't very nice to her, but I wasn't rude. I just was very straightforward, very blunt. When I met her and I gave her what I sold her, she had a little girl. I could see the stress on her as a single mom. And I just was like, I've been where you are. Like I, I get it. I know what it's like to be a single parent. And in that circumstance and in that situation, I said, you know what? You can have this. I I don't, you know, and she just looked at me confused. (laughs) Like, why would you do that? And I said, I know what it feels like to struggle as a single parent. And she just was so grateful. And she just said, it is very hard. It's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And I Mm -hmm. said, yep, me too. And Mm -hmm. just acknowledging somebody by reading her body language, the way that she was, her response I mean, she had totally forgotten about the, the thing I was selling her. Like she was like an hour late oh, she no. forgot about it, all the things that were going wrong. Yeah. And it was just for me. And it, and it was just one of those things where I was like, I know what it's like. I can, mm-hmm. I can tell, I know what that feels like. And that to me is just a great thing of sharing. I didn't go into details about my mm-hmm. story. I just said, yeah, I've, I've been where you are. She didn't mm-hmm. need to know the details. Yeah. You just have that in common. But you just have that in common. And you mm-hmm. you can be a blessing to other people yeah. because of things that you've gone through and learned mm-hmm. from. So even things such as like I'm thinking of 
you know, like I'm sure so many people have participated in things like Relay for Life, right? Like everybody can gang up against cancer for sure. And we can all agree on that one thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but other things like there's this, there's a place called um, Turning Point in uh, Bethlehem that is, uh, they have like an oasis for um women specifically but folks who have gone through it they need to basically flee from their homes because of uh, domestic violence and they have events and it's really interesting because nobody really not nobody but not a lot of people talk to each other because everyone just understands like we're here Mm -hmm. we're going to sit together in this room in silence and understand in silence yeah that you have been hurt you have been hurt you have been hurt you have been hurt we'll listen to beautiful music we'll cry together and then we will light a candle and we will leave Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's fascinating because sometimes that connection that you're talking about, that trust building can transcend words yeah, and can transcend the actual interaction. Mm-hmm. And so if you have an opportunity to go and support something like that, yeah. I mean, if it's Relay for Life, go for it. If that's what's in your area, go for it. I mean, it's, I'm not poo-pooing Relay for Life. It's an amazing mm-hmm. organization. Um, I think if there's anything that you can do to go support people who are struggling in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. We've talked, I think, about medical stuff a couple times today, which is new and fun for us because we don't usually dive into that area. We haven't gone yeah. too deep into um, the medical world. But being able to to silently show someone support Mm-hmm. in a way can be very very empowering as well and it's sharing part of yourself mm-hmm. not necessarily part of your story but it's sharing part of yourself and saying we might not have this diagnosis in common we might not have this experience in common we might not have this past in common but what we have in common is the solidarity against this thing mm-hmm. and so that's a pretty amazing connection that you can have with people yeah. that let's say you see that person in public one day you don't even have you don't even know each other's names you don't have to talk but you know i see you mm-hmm. we just really i think humans nowadays we're also all for one no all one for us all for ourselves there we go it's just <laughs> just all for myself and everyone yeah. just likes to be individualized and just separated and parsed out but no like we're supposed to be together just be yeah. together love each other love someone enough to make them feel comfortable sharing what they have to share with you and also feel comfortable enough with yourself to start leaking out little bits and pieces of yourself so that they will feel comfortable you will feel comfortable everyone will be happy Mm -hmm. i'm making it sound a lot simpler than it actually is (laughs) because it's hard it's really hard work building trust is like the Mm -hmm. hardest thing in the world especially when you've been hurt especially when you've been disappointed especially when you felt lonely when you've gone through things by yourself you think it's no one but you out there in the world looking out for yourself Mm-hmm. but once there's that tiny little bit of trust and you might have to take the first step forward by sharing part of yourself and then someone will reciprocate and share part of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so important to remember that your struggle may actually be a big blessing to someone else mm-hmm. and sharing what you've gone through may change someone's life. Mm-hmm. Sharing what you're currently going through may change someone's life. They may need to hear that. So don't be afraid that your struggle is a burden or something to be shameful of or something to hide. Mm-hmm. Don't hide it. Your struggle can be a blessing and more often than not will be a blessing mm-hmm. for someone else's life. And share it. It's hard. Mm-hmm. 
but our stories are given to us and our struggles. We go through our struggles to grow, to become better people, to work hard, to get through this life. That is not easy. Mm -hmm. And every time we're given that piece of our story, that part of our struggle, it's so much meant for someone else. So Mm -hmm. much, so I don't even know how to say this. Like it's more bigger often. than ourselves. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. And it's something to use for other people mm-hmm. to, to benefit from that, which is exactly why we started this podcast in the first place. Mm-hmm. To have people share their story and feel less alone. And mm-hmm. stories come with struggles. If you have a story that has done no struggles, you haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you everybody struggles, whether that's a small little thing, whatever may feel small and insignificant. And somebody else that has a crazy backstory with a horrible upbringing or something like that, like Mm -hmm. your story can be used for the good of other people if you just let it. Mm -hmm. And if you keep it to yourself and you hold it in, you become that champagne bottle that continues Mm -hmm. to build bubbles and be harder and harder and harder to keep that all in. And then it will just explode. So using that momentum using those struggles and get them out verbally process them will be a blessing to somebody else you're a blessing to me oh you're a blessing to me too (laughs) and we hope this podcast blesses other people so if you are struggling and you need somebody to talk to here's a couple things to do one find a therapist or a counselor two go to a trusted friend three, you can happily send us an email. Maybe Please do. I don't know. <laughs> Reach out to us. We would love mm-hmm. to either connect with connect with you personally or connect you to a resource that could mm-hmm. be helpful to you. So don't hold it in. Don't hide your struggles. Don't keep it. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's something to bring out into the world, share openly with people and watch the blessing unfold of your vulnerability. 